Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze and interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Char. She's eating a pretzel. Oh. Uh, we have a special guest today, but before we get to that, you can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us at bff.fm every Monday morning from 530 to 6. You can also find us at your local bar. We are still sitting at Vulcomen. Uh They haven't kicked us out yet. It's been a few days, so... <laughs> Um, I have to say the pretzels and the beer cheese and the mustard are delicious. So thank you, special guest, for recommending that. Um, our special guest today is uh, a friend of the show. You're Vilkeman. Wow. Um, I also have to live with him, and uh, he's my roommate. <laughs> mm. He's also the creator, founder, producer, host of the podcast called Storied San Francisco. When I looked up the last time we talked about this, it was no, basically two years ago. You were on the show talking about this, and we were at another beer garden. We were. So this is a, this is a thing. Was that, that German theme. That was the last time you were on the show. Yeah, which is weird. I mean, I not like, really. Okay. He's chimed in when he's around. Okay. It's not weird that I haven't been on since then. It's weird because that feels like three days ago. Yeah, it felt like we're like it had to have been. No, I was the one that was like it's probably at least early last year. Yeah. But then we found out it was November 2017. Anyways, we want to check in about your podcast. How's it doing? You're on season, almost season three. <sighs> I mean, yeah, a couple of things have happened yeah. since last we talked, um, including thank you, Shar, for recommending the upgrade to the H6. Um, I tell everybody, well, it's, thing, it's funny because I suggest certain equipment or I give certain suggestions, and usually everybody will always get like, the lower grade suggestion, like, you know, like, quote unquote, on a budget suggestion, when, like, I secretly lean towards, I want everybody to get the H6, and then when people realize that that's what they need, or that's what they want, they, they, you know, get the opportunity to do so, and then I'll be like, your life is going to change, yeah. and everybody, and everybody's, everybody has gone, yes, it is a game changer. Right. <laughs> well, I've had mine for, like, two or three months now, and, um... First of all, I noticed the difference. But now when I record, it, it feels like I'm a gearhead because other people are like, oh, you got the H6. Like, people know what it is. Oh, that funny. didn't happen with the Tascam. Um, but yeah, but that's getting ahead of everything. Like, but uh, that things. was, yeah, that's funny. We were in Reno. Yes. A couple, that was, was that two years ago? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Summer of 17, yeah. Yeah, that sure. was. Yeah. Two years ago? Yeah, we were in Reno and. We were doing our little pub crawl, mm-hmm. and you and I were. Two hundred. We were talking shop. Yep. And uh, now here you are, over a hundred episodes later. Ninety-eight to be technical. Not not ninety-eight released yet, but we have wrapped up two seasons of forty-nine each. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. So, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I was gonna ask you, probably like, so I, let's preface this as. I think as podcasters, podcaster producers, like in in the realm of podcasting, there are always people that will come up to you and talk to you about podcasting. You're like, oh, I want to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. I want to do a podcast. How do you do that? A, how would you uh, answer that question? Two-parter. Yeah. And and B, um, what have you learned since you've been podcasting? Oh, God. Uh, Well, first of all, I'd send them to Char. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, 
uh, at the risk of embarrassing you, Char, you, you did help me like tremendously with with the yeah with the advice of like the the gear that I needed to just get out the gate. Um, I had the idea, and I think that speaks to both parts A and B. It's like having a good idea. I think right. um, workshop your idea, talk about it with friends. Right. Make sure it's you know not just living in your head as a good idea, but that it's actually something that might resonate with people. Um, and I think uh, the impetus for Story San Francisco, we, we felt like, and by, by we, I, say, I mean me and Michelle. Who's felt Michelle? Like, oh, Michelle Kilfeather uh, is my partner in Story San Francisco. She, art director, photographer, she basically handles all the visual aspects um, of the project. Um, we felt like the idea of salvaging or preserving some of the great people doing great stuff in San Francisco was worth it and yeah. was a worthwhile endeavor. As an ongoing, we don't know how long we're going to be doing this because there's so many people doing so many wonderful things. So, um, what I've learned, I mean, do you have all day? No, we have like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess on my own. How I about like, like give top two pieces of advice and then top two things you've learned? Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things I'd say I'd, I'd learn is very specific to how uh, we run our show, which it's, we sit down with giant microphones and headphones and everything, but um, we try to keep it conversational not like a Q&A type of interview um, because I just feel like the best stories and the best information comes out that way. Um, and, and I feel like we've been successful at that and, and that I've had to learn how to do that. Big learning curve because the back and forth of going with the flow um, and also knowing a, as much about a person as I can ahead of time Sometimes I actually let back, let back on that. Mm -hmm. I'll go in just knowing what I know and leaving the openness in my own mind of learning about them as we're sitting there recording right. has been has been awesome for me, at least. I, I hope my listeners like it. I think for hosts, that is one of the biggest things that you have to learn how to do and is a, is a very big key to to podcasting in particular because mm -hmm. podcasting is a lot different than broadcasting or yep. news reporting or anything or that kind of journalism because you are doing you're like kind of talking at people right and in podcasting you're having a conversation where you're including you want to include your listeners in and right. so you want to have a conversation that they feel like they're a part of yeah and so as a host you have to train yourself to be able to go I need to I need to be a leader and f direct and follow this conversation. Totally. But you also don't want to be that person that's, you know, barking back and forth. It's funny, between seasons one and two, um, and, and this, a lot of it was directly related to Michelle's feedback. You know, when we were, when we wrapped up season one, we we're like looking at what we did, what we liked, what we did, what we wanted to change moving forward. In season one, I, when I would sit down to edit, I would edit as much of myself out as possible. I was of the frame of mind of like, I just want it to be about my storytellers. And Michelle's like, no, no, I really like your, your the banter that you had. And so I started leaving that, not all of it, of course, but I, I left more of myself in season two. And I think people like it. Mm -hmm. The numbers are like that. 
and just the feedback that I'm getting, and so. Yeah, well, people like being. It, I think it's it's a fly on the wall. I think that's what everybody loves. Everybody loves like that. Being like being sucked into a into a situation. Yeah. And when you hear when you're listening to somebody have a conversation like that, that makes time go. You yeah. know. Yeah. You don't realize that it's been. 45 minutes, like no. how some of our conversations... Right, so like, I was going to say H.P. Mendoza, but also... <laughs> Love like, you. Um, yeah, we miss you. But uh, we just did one at the Old Ship Saloon last week, and mm-hmm. it ended up, we're like, okay, because also we were tired, it was 10 o'clock at we night. We didn't think we were going to record. No, and it was like right. 45 minutes. Let alone book. record for 45 minutes. Right. Plus, it's like, we see each other pretty often, granted, and is in and out. But I never think that we have 45 minutes of conversation right. to fill. And then all of a sudden it was. We're like, oh, shit. Okay. So because I do a little bit of what you do and I do a little bit of what you do, the other problem, <laughs> good problem to have when you run, and it's easy for me because you know I love to talk. Uh, um, yes. Is that I'll, I'll be having such a good time. This happened in season two so many times having a good time with my guests oh. and I look over and it's like an hour and 20 minutes of and audio. And he has to edit that. Yeah. Like, yeah. There goes my next four weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, you asked about things I've learned. That's one thing I've learned is I'm not going to keep a timer. I'm not there yet. But um, just to be more mindful of my oh, own yeah, yeah, yeah. literal I, ability to edit and to I, make it good. That's, that's funny you mentioned that because I've had other shows and other clients where they're so into the conversation and they think that everything that they talked yes. about is gold. But, but it not, is. But they're not the editor. <laughs> right. No. See, you, you get it because you're the editor. <laughs> yes. And so they'll give me, one time I remember, I have a couple of shows that do that to me. They come to me and they give me like, we talked for two hours. Thinking it's a rad. And you're like, that is four <laughs> months of episodes, <laughs> yeah. so thank you. It was like, Why do you hate take? me? Yeah, I was like, and it was all good and we yeah. just kept going. And I'm like, I'm all for like I'm, I don't like to, I don't like to, you know, put things in a kitty box and go. Yeah, we're totally out of time. Let's cut it. If something's going well, I like things to breathe. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, like you said, you've got to be mindful of like how there's going to be a point where you're running into a wall of what's, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not that interesting anymore. And know? also, I was going to say, people's um, what is it called? Because I can't pay attention right now. Their attention, attention span. There, thank you. Well, this, <laughs> the music is like seriously turning me off for a minute. But um, but their attention span is what maybe if on a good podcast, if you're lucky, forty five minutes maybe. Right. And it's depending on a lot of factors, right? Because you're thinking about well, they're probably listening on their commute to work. But how long are people's commutes to work anymore? Maybe they just are sitting at home working. Maybe they actually sit on a train or a bus or whatever. But maybe that's only 30 minutes. Or maybe they're in the car for two hours. But do any of us want to listen to a conversation for two hours? Unless it's Obama or, like, fucking, I don't even know who else would blow my mind that I'd want to listen to Bourdain, maybe, back in the day. I would No, but you might want to be part of a conversation that's that long. I'm talking about unrecorded. Just having, if right. you're having if a good conversation. Right, if we're sitting at coming and, like, drinking for hours, sure. But that's... And every minute of that non-recorded conversation doesn't have to be compelling. Right. But as soon as you open no. that microphone, yep. it's like... It better uh, be... Yeah. Yeah. Because people will fall off, too. Yeah. They're like, uh, this person records for two hours and then they just release it and I listened to ten minutes and I was bored. <laughs> so anyways. Yeah. Um, one, one last quick yeah. major thing that um, I... And this is just kind of how 
I think about our project. Um, I've gone from merely thinking of it as, you know, an audio show with photo component as shifting that into thinking about it as an ongoing documentary of life, Mm. of art, sometimes of business. I've had some small business owners, um, lawyers, doctors, it doesn't matter. Um, I feel like what we're doing is documenting now in San Francisco. You're capturing what's actually happening here right now by all the stories. I I don't mean to ask you what are your favorites because it's like if we, like out of our dogs, you can't really name a a favorite. (laughs) Oh yeah, we're we're engaged. We're a couple, if you didn't know that. Um, He's not just my roommate. (laughs) Sometimes. but I mean, can you can you pick a top? Yeah, let me just randomly three, choose something. I'm lying. I'm reading. It's like my Oscar acceptance speech moment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're pulling out. So your I'd notes. like to thank. Yeah. No, um, from season one, some standouts for me: Alice Murphy, Grandma Murphy, oh. who uh, at the time of our recording was 100 years old, born and raised in San Francisco. And she was the third or fourth. I I can't remember generation. So like deep, deep roots, an amazing woman. And can we talk about her for a uh, minute? She sadly passed away. She sadly or? passed away, but she was also a, uh, a figurehead in my life because yeah. it's uh, my best friend's grandmother who I'd known since I was 10. Um, so I think it's really special that she agreed to do it because yeah. also with podcasts, if you ask people to be on a podcast, it doesn't mean they're going to say yes. Right. Um, ours is a little different because the people that we interview want to mostly publicize what they're doing but for <laughs> you you're asking people to share a lot share of private citizens stories mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i'm i'm so happy that Alice said yes mm-hmm. yeah she has passed away since then so yeah. i her her family is really appreciative of that what yeah. you captured from her so yeah, yeah and i'm i'm honored that i was allowed to do that it yeah. was, we had a great time with her and i'm thankful for it um some others from season 1 that uh, come to mind Ed Wolf who is oh, yeah. an incredible storyteller yep he actually does storytelling um, and he worked at the San Francisco General Hospital's AIDS ward back in the day that I think I think maybe AIDS already had a name but he uh, worked with like early hospice efforts around AIDS patients um, Giants photographer Andy Kuno I love really Andy really special for me he's been on this show before and yeah. actually we should bring him back on because he was going to make us cookies that's yeah. what I remember from his interview. I mean, he, he was supposed his... to bring back. He was supposed to bring his rings. Well, rings and uh, cookies that had bacon fat in it. I was really interested in that, Andy. Kuna. And whatever he does, he'll show up on a skateboard. He's grad. Yeah, he's a cool um, dude. So going from Andy to Randy Burns, uh, founder of Gay American Indians, super amazing guy. He's been in San Francisco from his original homeland tribe up in just outside of Reno since the '70s, just doing really great work, advocacy not only for the American Indian community, but specifically with gay American Indians. Uh, filmmaker H.P. Mendoza, second. Friend of the show. Friend of the yes. show. Uh, LeVay Smith and, and her guy oh, Chris, yeah, Chris were really special. Who, and then, um, who play every Sunday evening at the Royal Cuckoo in the Mission. So if you're ever in the city, it is like the best place to see, I think personally, one of the best places to see music kind of on a weeknight yeah. but super mellow. There's no cover. You just give them a tip. So and really that's like music. a that's a guaranteed gig. They often yep. almost every, every week do more than that. So they're great. They played for President Clinton. So there yeah, you they did. Um, and then the last season one name drop I'll do is also a friend of Bitch Talk, Laura Meyer. 
Pizzaiola, oh. who has since moved out of the pizza kitchen. I know. And is now overseeing its like Northern California kitchen operations for all of Tony's. She just won an award recently she too. She never stops winning awards. Yeah. Thing. Just but she, um, the reason why she was on, well, obviously, but one of the reasons why she was on our show was she was the pizza Iola. Basically, that's like the head chef of a pizza kitchen at Tony's uh, in the, in North Beach. And um, Jeff knew her from before and was like, you should have her on the show. And we did, and she was great. And yeah, she just keeps winning all these fucking awards for pizza. And we're like, can you just come back on and bring us pizza and we'll talk about all of your awards yeah. and her big old promotion. But yeah. yeah. She's rad. So uh, one other thing we did between season one and two, we had our first uh, show that I guess that we did. We were also part of Reimagined back in 2018 in April. Um, But the first show that we kind of did on our own, we showcased 17 different uh, (laughs) photographers, painters. We had a couple of sculpture pieces. Um, That was amazing. We had an art opening on Friday night that was very well attended. Um, A lot of folks sold their art. It was great. The second day, in the same space, we had three storytellers during the day. I think at that point they had already been on the show. That went really well. And then later that night uh, of day two, we had three bands play. So it was a two-night kind of thing. um, Really... Uh, blew it out of the park for that event, but also it was a lot. And also it was, it was the lot. week of fires yes. in California. And, uh, and the week after our good friend passed yeah, away. Yeah, our good friend passed away. So it was a lot that yeah. week. Uh, it was about a year ago. But, but people came, they donated, they bought art. It was so, it was fantastic. It was amazing, and it was that great feeling of having it, having the first one kind of done. And um, also and very grassroots. Yeah, yeah. All um, of it. Yeah. Which With is a lot hard of, to do in the city. We had a lot of help from Alice Murphy's son, Jim, who's Jim. also been on my show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we learned a lot, and um, we learned what we liked, what we did, and we learned what we would do differently right. moving forward. But that show served as a kickoff for season two. Um, and I think somewhere in the middle of season one, we, we set out to be a, a weekly podcast. Some, somewhere in the middle of season one, we decided... We're going to need some time off. How about we give ourselves three weeks off and call it 49 episodes as a season? Because that's kind of a big number around here. Well, and also, um, San Francisco is 47 by 7. It's 49 square miles. Right. Founded by white people in 1849. There's a football team you might have heard of yeah that's based on that year but, but are yeah. not located in san francisco by the we way don't need <laughs> they're to located how many miles south anyway. but people relate also there's this weird thing that i've noticed a lot of bars and restaurants usually on the smaller end but oh, no right. matter what their size the occupancy maximum occupancy will be 49 and i'm like that can't be an accident can't be an accident anyway that just seemed like a good thing to do so we set out season two with that knowledge of we're only going to do 49. I shouldn't only. say only. Yeah. But only. but we but we knew Hustling. that. Okay, can I do the second Oscar speech? Yes, you can. Okay, real fast. Uh, we started early in the season KR Morrison. Ooh. Has she been on Bitch? She hasn't Talk? been on Bitch, but I booked her for that's what she said. Um, yeah, and she's great. And she is fantastic and she's a poet and she's a musician and um, and a school teacher. And a school Don't teacher. forget. Yeah. Right, but Somehow. her poetry really like knocked the socks off of okay. everyone at the that's what she said show. So yeah. I love her and yes. 
we will have her on the show. Yeah. We have a lot of weeks to fill before um, our uh, before Captain Party comes back. So <laughs> KR would be great. Yes, yeah, that is a. a we new have task. until twenty twenty. We, we, we discovered that we have a new task. Mm. Of filling, filling, yeah, a filling time. Yeah, the party until until party returns. Yeah, until the party returns. Anyways, yes, care more. Yeah. Um, San Francisco and maybe even bigger than that, uh, music legend because he makes amazing posters for shows. Lil Tuffy, right? We had him on the show. I fully, I knew his work, and so fully, like going into that, I expected him to be this, you know, maybe kind of standoffish, super. Too good for too cool for school, punk dude. He ended up being the sweetest, most down to earth, super awesome guy. He was great. Um, we started doing a couple of uh, series that I wanted to mention. We teamed up with La Cocina, right. uh, based, which is based in the Mission, and they do they help women of color, low income women, who already maybe know how to cook and maybe actually a lot of times bring family recipes to their projects, and they help them to open their businesses, whether it's a food truck, whether it's a catering business, whether it's an actual brick and mortar uh, spot. We did, we, they connected us with three of their um, entrepreneurs, as they call them. Yeah. And I mean, all those ended up leading to like, to other podcast guests we ended up having on the show. It was just a really, really good experience. Um, another series we did was Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Right. Which I was like, I mean, almost from the day I moved here 20 yep. years ago, I'm like, they're special and awesome and very unique to San Francisco. They exist in other cities, but I was lucky enough to meet someone who connected me to uh, a couple of them, Sister Roma, Sister Mary Media, and Sister Annie Cockledew. <laughs> um, very, very serendipitously, I was connected to a few of the folks who live down in Mission Creek on houseboats, oh, yeah, yeah. which I just put out some psychic signals thinking I would actually do the legwork to find these people and as it happened the universe sent me this dude Bowen who connected me and then Sarah Davis has connected me to thousands of other not literally thousands but um, (laughs) yeah just just incredible stuff Um, another friend of your show hip hop blogger Joy Ng oh Joy yeah Joy did hers amazing stuff Um, Avengers singer Avengers is a God, they've been around for 40 years now. They're a legendary punk band. They played with the Sex Pistols here at the Sex Pistols' last show in the U.S. Um, her name is Penelope Houston. She works at the SF Library doing a punk archive there. That was I feel great. like she's doing a job you would want. Absolutely. Would, like, Collecting flyers and zines and yeah. posters. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Um, and connected with that, the... Actually, the San Francisco archivist Susan Goldstein. Um, Another job found you'd like us to have somehow. Yeah, that was the moment I was like, I think we made it. The archivist found us. That was really cool. Um, and then I don't want to forget Uncle Damien. Yeah, from I was gonna. So you're talking about Uncle Damien. You met? Did you actually meet him on the red carpet? Yeah. Because he was wearing a head-to-toe muni outfit. Yeah. So. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yes, you do. So. It's funny, so, you know, this movie came out, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, and we heard about it at Sundance and weren't able to get interviews, um, not bitter at all, and, but then um, they had this huge opening at the Castro Theater, not far from where we're recording right now, and it was kind of huge, mm-hmm. and it was one of those red carpets that um, just doesn't quit, and so it was Jeff's 
first and only so far red carpet, right? And yeah. so you didn't end up doing interviews. You were just kind of there taking photos the for social. Your photographer's taking photos for story. And it was crazy. Yes. And but you met Uncle Damien in a head to toe Muni ticket outfit? No, yes. Muni uniform. It was a jumper. Yeah. With like another there was just layers and layers of Muni that he was wearing that night. And you connected with him and he was on your podcast and he was super stoked. And I mean he's And really sweet. He's he just does ama- he's like the most positive person maybe I've ever met. And he's he's been to prison and Oh, he has the most insane life story. Yeah. Do you have one more person? Sorry. Just one more I okay. can't yeah. not mention Sherry Franklin from Muttville. Oh yeah. Also kind of Dog the adoptions. universe kinda of delivered her to us. Because you were talking about them and I think maybe Rocket Dog who you haven't gotten to yet, but Yeah. 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 She so I mean, the joke that you I think it was a joke, you're like Go to record her, but oh, yeah. you're not allowed to come home with any dogs. I was and like, I'm we like, can't have a third dog. Like, it don't might do it. be that I go to record her and then just never leave. Because the what? thing with Muttville is that their dog, there are no cages at Muttville. So it's just a few th- floors of offices and dogs and everywhere. Just dogs running around. And Sherry's super, super awesome. And not only the work she does, but. really interesting. Yeah. How she did that. Yeah. So, um,. I wanted to have you on, obviously, to talk about Story San Francisco. Reimagine and a Life's coming up. We're a part of it on the 29th of October. But you'll have a show up the entire run of the show. Actually, That's a little right. before and a little after. But I wanted you to talk about that um, and talk about the theme. Yeah. Because what I was going to say was, too, that um, Reimagine and a Life isn't always just about human lives. It's individual about, human, yeah. It's about maybe culture. Um, I have to give props for our specific show that's coming up to Derek Kosberg, who's also a friend of your show. Shows, wow, yeah. imagine that. We share a lot of guests. Yeah, imagine um, that. No, but I, I initially, I was like, I don't know what to do this time. I've done Reimagine before. I had a good time. Now you were having, and I was just kind of struggling. at a loss. And also we, Michelle and I, were at the time planning to do our show around this same time and I was like I can't handle two shows so Dara if you're listening I was ready to not do this right we, you and I talked about it before you went to yeah. talk to Dara yeah because you're like I don't know what I'm gonna do right so we had an idea it's been a hot topic right you're for, wearing the shirt for I am literally wearing the shirt right now uh, you're killing the city which is a very definitive statement and some of you all are but <laughs> you're probably not listening to this show Anyway, we came up with the, the idea, and the name is uh, of the show that we're doing is, is San Francisco Dying. And we didn't want to necessarily answer that as much as really leave it an open question. So what we're doing to that end, in a little space at the Laundry, which is Reimagine's Hub, um, we're going to have uh, a little listening station with 20 of our past storytellers excerpts of their podcasts um, which when listened to at length or if someone wants to go in and listen to all an <laughs> hour and 50 minutes of it go for it um, we think tells a story that well tells many stories but it tells a story of San Francisco um, from different perspectives different ages different backgrounds um, and then those same 20 folks We'll have Michelle's photos of them up on the wall as a little as a little 
art show. And then the part that I'm maybe the most excited, excited about, about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a five foot by five foot color map of the city that we're going to invite people to write down and share memories. And it can be places they used to go to and loved that don't exist anymore. It could be places that they're nervous are going to be leaving us because that happens on a daily basis now. Um, We're going to invite people to, if they want to share photos and and leave them up on this map. So the idea is location-based memories so that we hopefully will end up at the end of this show with a map covered and we'll be like, this is why we live here. This is why we're here. Because there's stories. And they're ongoing. And is uh, is your ongoing event slash art show, is it free to the public? It is, yes. Okay. And it's actually going to start, um, we don't have an exact date yet, but a little bit before Reimagine kicks off. And it's going to stay up after Reimagine closes for maybe another week or 10 days. Okay. So they've, they've graciously given us that That's space. So nice. It's super nice. Cool. It's going to end up being up for like two or three weeks. Cool. So, yeah, we're really excited. Aww. Can you tell the folks where to find Storied SF? So we have a website, storiedsf.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Please follow us. We're recently, we recently launched our uh, YouTube channel. Please subscribe. And all the, not all the audio, but all, all the audio of starting a couple months ago is there. Um, and then all the usual places you find podcasts, Apple, Google, iHeart, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, lots of places, y'all. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks. See you later. Yeah, see you at home. Um, You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can find us at bff.fm. We are powered by GoTo Productions. And uh, we'll see you all later. Bitch, please.